Now, AgriSA has submitted its comments on the proposed water use license applications, amendments and appeals regulations that were published on 19 May 2023 to much outcry from the agricultural fraternity. To unpack the objections and, of course, outline a way forward, I'm speaking to Yansa Rabi. He's legal and policy executive at AgriSA. I understand that AgriSA has now submitted objections on racialized water use license regulations. Can you tell us what some of your objections entail? The Department of Water and Sanitation issued draft regulations prescribing the requirements for water use license applications. It's a whole body of regulations saying exactly how one should apply for a water use license. One of the provisions of these regulations contains specific requirements with respect to transformation. Should a person apply for a water use license to take or store water or conduct a stream flow reduction activity, which is essentially commercial forest. Now, the volumes that are prescribed and the areas that are prescribed by the draft regulation made it very clear that these transformation requirements would apply to commercial irrigation farming. And what they said is that if a person is going to be applying for a certain volume of water to be stored or be taken, then you would have to comply and have a certain black South African shareholding in terms of BE codes to be able to even apply for the water use license. There was an enormous outcry about these draft regulations because essentially it would mean that the ability to to lawfully use water would be taken away from essentially commercial agriculture. And then specifically we were concerned about uh, what we know is coming is is something known as compulsory licensing where the Department of Water and Sanitation is going to require all water users to license their water users. There was significant outcry. On the 15th of June, the Department of Water and Sanitation graciously invited AgriESA to discuss these concerns. And what the department did was to explain to us that its intention with the drafting of the regulations is that only unallocated water, essentially 1.5% of South Africa's entire water body, would be subject to these transformation requirements. We obviously welcomed the clarification from the department, but we also submitted comments on the basis of what was before us as published in the Government Gazette. And those entailed our, our position on transformation requirements as well as a number of other provisions or of the concerns that we had with the regulations as a whole. They're draft regulations. So what is the process legally for them to become implementable? As Are they still at a public commentary stage? What's happening with them? Yes, indeed. The, the public commentary period expired on the 18th of July. So what the department now needs to do is consider those comments. And, and interestingly enough, just this morning I had a meeting with the Department of Water and Sanitation. They had received almost 12,000 comments on these regulations. Mm-hmm. But they need to consider these comments. And then, in terms of the process, go back, digest the comments, provide feedback where necessary, and then amend the, the draft regulations with regard to what the, the comments actually entailed. Our comments were, we tried to be very proactive, especially following the meeting with the department, and, and we suggested a, a rewording of the regulations to accord with our understanding and our mutual understanding of what the regulations actually try to. So that's uh, where we hope we'll, we'll succeed in, in convincing the department that, uh, that these regulations need to be revisited. If you just tuned in, I'm speaking to Jan Sarabi, legal and policy executive at AgriSA. Uh, you mind perhaps elaborating on, on some of that wording uh, following the clarification? So you need to look at what the, the National Water Act allows for with respect to regulations and especially with respect to transformation. Water belongs to all people in South Africa and we have no argument with that. Government, through the Minister of Water and Sanitation, is custodian of the water resource, but that doesn't mean that government owns water. It needs to exercise its legislative abilities in accordance with what the Act 
actually prescribes. And we have concerns with uh, transformation quotas and such. There's a whole body of law dealing with transformation and with racial transformation quotas in general in South Africa, Mm -hmm. which needs to be taken into account. Together with that, you need to look at, obviously, what the Employment Equity Act says and what the Constitution says about this, together with the case Dawn, the the Constitutional Court, Supreme Court of Appeal, have have had many instances in which to elaborate on what is permissible in terms of regulations to achieve these objectives. So we've made sure in our comments that we try and keep government on the straight and narrow with respect to what the Act allows for, and then also making our submissions is what we feel is appropriate uh, in the context of, of these regulations that they seek to achieve. And obviously, as I said, it's not only about transformation, it's a whole suite of elements to the regulations that needed to be considered. Thank you so much for that explained answer. Any closing remarks on it, perhaps weighing in on the ramifications of the implementation of these regulations, even though there has been clarification provided? What I would like to say is I think we've had extremely constructive engagement with the Department of Water and Sanitation, and we continue to build in the relationship that we've built up with them over a number of years. We hope we can persuade government to, to sensible regulations, which we feel are necessary and are needed to achieve transformation on the one hand, but also effective water resources management in general and South Africa. The Business Hour on OFM.